Sports Saturday. It's complete. Another touchdown. Cougar Sports Saturday. Saturday. A presentation of KSL Sports. KSL Sports. Left wing for three. He got it again. BYU Sports Talk by Cougar fans for Cougar fans. Here are your hosts, Mitch Harper and Matt Biamonte. On Utah's legacy home of the Cougars. KSL News Radio, 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Good afternoon, Cougar Nation. Welcome on into Cougar Sports Saturday, your weekly look at BYU Sports. Mitch Harper, Matt Biamonte. Coming to you from Orlando, Florida, the site of today's game, BYU and UCF. Big 12 action. Who would have thought that BYU would have conference games in the Sunshine State? But that's the new world that we're in here in the Big 12 Conference. We're going to be breaking down this BYU-UCF game over the next hour, and then we'll toss it over to Greg Rubel and Mark Durant to take over the coverage today. We'll also have an interview with BYU basketball assistant coach Nick Robinson as Matt caught up with Coach Robinson earlier in the week. But, Matt, uh, big game for BYU today, taking on a UCF team that is got more momentum than I think any of us would have thought. No kidding, Mitch. Who would have thought this team would have upset Kansas earlier in the week, making this game a whole lot more interesting than it was? Because I think when this schedule first came out, Mitch, we all looked at this game and said, that's a winnable game, that's a game you got to win, and it still feels that way after starting 0-2 with losses to Cincinnati and Baylor. But I never would have imagined this UCF team, which has a lot of length, they have a lot of athleticism, but I never would have thought this game would have been a lot more difficult than it appeared. I think, myself included, UCF seemed like a team that could finish last in the conference. And now you're looking at a UCF team that... Uh, look, they just beat Kansas, so they can beat anyone in this league, Mitch. Let's dive into this game in more d- detail right now in the leadoff. The leadoff. leadoff. A look at the stories making headlines right now. It's time for the leadoff on Cougar Sports Saturday. Tip-off today is at 2 p.m. BYU and UCF edition Financial Arena. Last Wednesday, UCF defeated Kansas for only the second sellout in the history of UCF's arena it's been open since 2007. I'm very curious to see what the crowd looks like today. Hopefully, Cougar Nation rolls into Addition Financial Arena to support BYU because, as you noted, Matt, this UCF team, they took down the mighty Kansas Jayhawks 65-60 to on Wednesday. BYU, they had a close call against Baylor. They fell in Waco earlier this week in Foster Pavilion, 81-72, to so... UCF, they've already got their first Big 12 win, and it was against a blue blood in the league. BYU still looking for that first victory in league play today. And they forced 18 turnovers against Kansas. They're really good at forcing turnovers, Mitch. And for BYU, turnovers have been an issue to start Big 12 conference play. It feels a little bit like that bug that existed last year in WCC play has resurfaced in Big 12 play. Is that BYU? Is that the increased talent level in the Big 12? I think we'll find that out as conference play continues to move along. But this team has got to find a way to take care of the ball because UCF, they'll force turnovers. And if you force 18 turnovers like Kansas did, you're not going to beat a UCF team that not only are they good at forcing turnovers, Mitch, they're good at protecting the rim as well. Diallo, a huge player for UCF, first in the Big 12 in blocks per game. So... Points in the paint are going to be difficult. 
taking care of the ball is going to be difficult, but those are things you have to do if you want to win on the road. I do want to revisit that loss at Baylor Tuesday night. It was a pretty fun atmosphere. I got to say, Foster Pavilion was a very cool arena. Now, I must note, there there were some things where you still wondered, is this place open? Is it still under construction? Like, the whole street leading up to Foster Pavilion is torn up under construction. The parking situation is brutal. I went back to look at the old Farrell Center on Baylor's campus, and there's all this open, spacious parking. I'm like, ah, that would have been pretty nice. Whereas the Foster Pavilion, you got to get shuttled in, and the north end of the arena is still under construction. But inside that building, it's kind of high tech. It's got the the seating is incredibly steep. But it was loud, and the atmosphere was was a lot of fun. And it sounds like Baylor's fan base, 7,500 is perfect for them because they could barely get anywhere close to 10 in the Farrell Center. It's it's almost kind of just surreal to think 7,500 is, is the max Baylor, a national championship program, can reach. And then a couple weeks prior, we're watching BYU rolling 18,000 fans on a you know, New Year's Eve Eve against Wyoming. I'm thinking, geez, this 7,000 at BYU, that, that's just like a, people would be panicking in the streets wondering what happened to the basketball program with that <laughs> low of a turnout. But it was a cool... It was small, Mitch. It, it, it was small. It, it was. And you almost felt like, it felt like lower than 7,500, like getting in there and, and seeing it all empty. But very cool setting, though. And, and like the tech features in the concourse, there's all these different uh, pay stations. There's really never a line around the concourse. It was it was amazing, like self-serve food options. I'm thinking like BYU needs to pick some ideas from this because the concourse at the Marriott Center can get a lot. It can get really congested at basketball games but the game itself though I thought BYU I came away from that game Matt feeling like there was progress made because I'll I'll admit after the Cincinnati game we talked about it on Monday on Cougar Nation was it time to panic on the season I felt in that Cincinnati game like wow this BYU team is suddenly a mess but after Baylor I I come away feeling pretty good because I, I thought they played you know, pretty competitive. It was just Baylor hit more shots. They, they committed fewer turnovers, only had five in the game, whereas BYU, they got to clean up some of those little mistakes. Well said. The Cincinnati loss, Mitch, was a discouraging loss. If there's such a thing, this this loss against Baylor was an encouraging loss, yeah. meaning, hey, you played much more your brand of basketball, even though there weren't as many threes. I was okay with it. And it just came down to too many turnovers, and not enough shots in the clutch. They just, for two games in a row, for whatever reason, they're just not shooting the ball well at the end of games. And I think that's, those are two things that you can correct. You can make more shots by playing better offense. Coach Pope earlier in the week, Mitch, talked about how at the end of these games, they're just, they're they're half themselves. At the other half of the time, they're revolting the isolation ball. You think back to that possession late in the game where Dallin Hall goes to the basket and throws up a wild layup that might as well have been a turnover, and it goes the other way and turns into a three-pointer. That kind of felt like the game. Like, you can control those situations. You don't have to play out of the system, which they have done too many times late in games. If they can just tweak that a little bit, stay within system, because all three of their losses have a similar feel, Mitch. At the end of these games, they're not playing BYU ball. They're not – 
And maybe that's a byproduct of the game being close and it slows down a little bit, but they got to find a way to stay within their offense, move the basketball, stay away from isolation play, and then take care of the basketball. Like some some of those turnovers in the Baylor game, they, they weren't forced turnovers. I didn't feel like, oh, BYU, this Baylor defense is suffocating. I felt like BYU was playing uncharacteristically loose and Baylor took advantage because teams in this league, they're so athletic. They're so tall. They're going to take advantage if you play loose. You got to play tight. You got to execute. If BYU can find a way to do that later today against UCF, I think they'll get a win. The question is, can they do that for 40 minutes? They've shown that they can do it in Big 12 play in the first half. They've had a lead at the at the, at the first half point in both of those losses. They've got to find a way to continue that late into the game. I have to give you props. You know, going into the Big 12 play, I thought Baylor was the type of team that could just outclass BYU, and maybe that's a little bit of a moral victory. I came away from that game in Waco. It felt like BYU absolutely belonged, and and many stretches should have won that game, and no one can ignore the uh, officiating. We can get to that in a sec here. But you said coming into Big 12 play – that no one in this league is untouchable, maybe you know, not maybe national championship worthy. And I, I think you're right, Matt. So far, Kansas goes down to UCF, Baylor. I mean, BYU should have taken down Baylor. I, I, I believe that. And this league just seems one to maybe thirteen. West Virginia being the exception, anyone can be had. It certainly feels that way, especially after UCF taking down Kansas, but. I do think that there's a team in the league, it could be Houston, still could be Kansas, that could win it all. I just feel like night in and night out, there's not that team where you look back and say, geez, that was an all-time great yeah. college basketball team. And honestly, that's that's what makes the league so much fun right now is that there is not a, a Duke-caliber team back when they had, you know, Shane Battier and a <laughs> bunch of NBA Chris players. I just think this league is so dang deep. It's so talented. You know, earlier in the week, Bracketology, Joe Lenardi, he had eight teams in the Big 12. I'm like, that seems a little low. Like, maybe there's nine or ten that get in. But, look, BYU's got to find a way to win some of these games. Like, we can talk about how BYU's competing and they belong in the floor. But if they don't win enough Big 12 games, they're not going. So this game later today, Mitch, it's huge. BYU-UCF 2 p.m. tip. Let's take our first time out here in Orlando. On the other side, BYU basketball assistant coach Nick Robinson on the show. And then we'll also get to our key stats, players to watch, bold predictions in the three-pointer here on Cougar Sports Saturday from Orlando, getting you ready for BYU and UCF.